like a bizarre back and forth with Renee Zwillenberg on uh, on Instagram over the past couple weeks about sports stuff and she's been complaining about how there's like no hockey coverage and how like the sports media world like disrespects hockey and I was like yeah I mean like whatever it's hockey and she gets annoyed about that and then she was like, but there's so much disrespect, disre- disrespect and like no one even like tries to be good at all and then yesterday she just sends me a screenshot of ESPN uh, made a, did a segment on Sports Center. ESPN about- literally has it out for hockey because they don't have a hockey TV deal. Wait, but listen to this. They like have a segment on like proposed realignment with like four divisions, and that's it. It's like Canada, Central, East, and West, and they Canada? just. Yeah, Canada's a division. <laughs> okay. But the best I, part, I have always wanted a league to do a north-south kind of thing. <laughs> the best part is they just left out the Flyers. They just didn't include one of the teams. ESPN on Sports Center just didn't include one of the teams. You know why? It's because the Flyers mascot supports Black Lives Matter and ESPN wants no part of that. I don't think that's true. I think it's because no <laughs> have you seen, about have you, What's their mascot's name? Um, um, have you, have you seen him, like gritty? Yeah, have you seen gritty at like all the protests and stuff? <laughs> he was like, yeah, uh, gritty is gritty's great. <laughs> I love gritty. Gritty's bad, but you saw gritty. Gritty got in trouble because he attacked a kid. It's a classic Barney situation. That. That kind of, that's the kind of stuff that gets you banned on ESPN. You shouldn't attack children. Yeah. For more well, on I that, thought, see our last I episode. I should say that when I say when I mean get in trouble, I mean got in trouble with people outside of Philadelphia. Inside of Philadelphia, nobody cares. <laughs> Inside of Philadelphia, they boo Carson Wentz when there are no fans. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Wait, I have so many questions. First of all, what's your what's your to Renee? Like, where where do you and Renee meet up? Like, where does that come from? I assume at either a meal or a party at Avi's. I seem to recall meeting her at Avi's. You didn't meet her like through Judy from Cornell. As it happens, I, I did not go to Cornell. All right. Are we ready? We're ready to begin? We're ready yeah, to Let's do it. Let's Throw. do it. Bruchim Habayim, Joey. That's right, your thing. Bruchim to Kumfufal Podcast, the only podcast where the hosts are oilier than our Sufganiyot and our potato latkes. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. And with Hanukkah, we'll open up the Hanukkah tent. Wait, where do you guys stand on Chag Sameach or no? It's not a holiday. It, it, more on that later. It's frankly not a holiday. Ezra? Um, it's definitely a holiday. Chag Sameach all the way. Um, I'm in Berlin. Right. I'm somewhere in the middle. I wouldn't say Chag Sameach, but I'd appreciate being told Chag Sameach. Would you say Chag Sameach and Tu Honestly, I'm more likely to do that than this, but you know, that's just my relationship to Tu Would you say Chag Sameach and Tu Without question, in honor of Jerry Rubenstein. Would you say Chag Sameach and Yom Hatzmaut? Yeah. Ezra loves yeah, Yom Hatzmaut. It's a Chag. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Yom Hatzmaut. What about Yom Yerushalayim? Nah, Yom Yerushalayim is famous for being the day after my Hebrew birthday. It is not famous yeah, for both that. <laughs> <laughs> it's famous for being like an iffy haircut day in the Omer. I would say that's its main claim to fame. <laughs> that's a solid point. All right. I, so I'm, here about, for any hair, what, I'm literally here for every single haircut Kula in the Jewish dictionary. I got, what about, a, haircut. What about I got a haircut recently. Thanks for asking. Thanks for noticing. Me too. What about Yom Yerushalayim being low-key number one hookup day for yeshiva guys and seminary girls? 
what's the what are the other candidates? Um, Sukkot uh, not break. many. Sukkot break. Yeah, Sukkot break. But that's like a little too early. But the problem with Yerushalayim is a little too late. Like I, I'm not sure. Like Pesach also. People. Well, Pesach people go home. Pesach all, a, a lot, lot of people, people go, go home, home, but like the people who don't go home do you something like Tochnin Isan, and then they're like, Ezra, you go home. And then... I, no, my family came to Israel my first year, and I went home my second year. I didn't go Did home. you go back your second year? Yeah, I went back for Kaisman. Wow. <laughs> Ezra stayed longer in Shana Bet than I did my Shana Aleph. <laughs> <laughs> you left really early, Shana Aleph. You left yeah. way early. Did Two Ezra stay Pesach. longer? I mean, did Ezra stay longer, Sean, at bet, than you and Prince Nathan did combined, Sean Olive? Plus shoot. Wow. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's a, yeah. great, you have like, that's a great fucking stat, dude. That's a great <laughs> stat. Yeah. Also, I mean, Tani, I mean, can I you still, explain? Still, Ezra and I don't know. What is the, the princeness of Prince Nathan? Is it just that he's a fabulous man? Yeah, pretty much. All right. <laughs> so shout out to Nathan. Um, and let's continue on. Power Rank the Hanukkah foods. I listed three of them. And according to Wikipedia, there is a mysterious fourth one. And the fourth one is very, very important for what I'm going to do. So the first three, potato lakas, gelt, and sufgan yot. What's your power ranking? I would like to go first. And I would go, there is a distinct three tiers here. I agree. And I say sufgan yot one, lakas two, and gelt three. Ezra? Or Tani, if you want to expound. Sufganiot are the fucking man. So much so that Prince Nathan himself wrote a whole song about them. What, where would you put, like, what, what if it wasn't Sufganiot? Like, what if it was just Stom Donuts first lockers? Yeah, I, I would stay this way, but I wouldn't feel as strong. And also, for what it's worth, like, I wouldn't feel this way about Sufganiot all year, but like, as, as a thing during these eight days of the year, um, I'm, I'm pretty these into it. eight crazy nights, if you will. Yeah, Quan. All right, Ezra, what's your, what's your power ranking? So I've um, I've only so far the first night I've only indulged in one of those three foods so far. Um, someone just had a huge touchdown or something because crazy I pick six. Okay, I mean, am, is anyone playing in three? Um, I am not, I playing in Rams defense? I have no idea. Pat's I might defense. Be. I think you are. I think Adina's Rams defense because Pat's defense. Yeah. Oh, Pat's defense. Shout out to Pat's defense. Oh, uh, okay. Forget about it. Okay. Um, oh, that's why he was so happy. Um, oh, so it's, it's not going to be. Uh, he's down. It's okay, okay Tani. Tani, I think it's very important that we recognize that nobody enjoys when you are watching a game in the middle of the podcast and randomly interject to talk about the game. Everybody hates it because the podcast, first of all, it doesn't, we don't, the podcast doesn't come up until at least a day later. And then, even so, people don't listen to it until after that, except for Yaakov, who I think yeah, listens but to Ezra, right away. You, 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 miss, you, miss, you miss a key point here. People fucking love what you just did. They love it. <laughs> and so I have to be the guy to take the beating so that somebody else can rag on me because like, people really like do nobody, love that. Nobody freaking cares if Jose Batista just hit a really long home run in the middle of the podcast. I love Jose Batista home runs. Tani, yeah, I know you mentioned. <laughs> okay, no, Tani to... just takes the whole Kafuful podcast as if he's Tom Brennan getting fired. <laughs> Dang, I'm kind of down to do a right. deep, deep drive to left field joke sometime later in the podcast. All right, yeah, so power rank, power right. rank your Hanukkah treats. You yeah. had one. So yesterday. I've only... 
to refresh. I've, uh, no, one today. One today. One today. Okay. Like in the last like two hours. Well, um, that makes sense. Since Chronic, yeah, since Chronic started. So, and that's my number one. Sufka Nios, I agree with Tani. Um, then Latkes, obviously. And then, like, way, way, way down is Gelt. Gelt's just exactly. interior chocolate. You're right. Exactly. Gelt's just chocolate. Gelt's just not good. Yeah. Okay. Gelt's just not good chocolate. But do you guys have any idea what Wikipedia says is the fourth Hanukkah food? For oh, some seed in this fried. LCQ. It is not oh, something fried. It's, it's something roasted. It is something I have never, like, I've heard of people eating it, like, you know, like Oliver Twist, a Christmas tale. But I've never heard somebody say, like, oh, I just had this. I've never heard of a human being eating it, let alone a Hanukkah. Roasted garlic. You have to, uh, it's roasted, and it starts with a G. Roasted goat. Well, he... No. It's a bird. What? Roasted goose? Yes. Roasted goose is the fourth Hanukkah <laughs> delicacy, according to Wikipedia. Which is more believable, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, that Joey Aleph is a false messiah, or that roasted goose is a Hanukkah food? <laughs> Do you guys do you guys know what it is? It's it's just it's a British thing. It's a, like a they eat they eat goose for on Christmas in Britain. So British Jews probably had like roasted goose on Hanukkah to be similar to like British non-Jews, and that's probably where it comes from. Have you ever met somebody and said like, "Oh, I had goose for dinner"? Like, have do you know somebody that's eaten goose? I guarantee no. you that Ezra has eaten goose. Like I hear about people oh, eating have, ostrich. It, I hear about I ostrich burgers. Never goose burgers. <laughs> I have eaten goose. I have eaten goose. No, I, knew I, it. I, eaten goose. I knew it. It was so obvious. Well, he's British. He's when I was in no, I actually had it in France. When I was in um when I was in uh Paris with Elie Grossman, we went to a French restaurant. Oh man, that's a douchebaggington had... trip of all douchebaggington trips. Oh, it was awesome. It was so much fun. But um, yeah, we ha- went to a French restaurant and um, they had like real foie gras, which comes from oh. goose stomach. Oh, stomach. it was great. You, you went to a French restaurant in France? Good for fucking you, dude. Really proud. Glad you found that. It must have been really like buried in an alley or something. Now some that you shit. mentioned French people, I might have had pate. So I might have had goose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've it's never like pretty had common in French cuisine. But never for well, you know, you should go to fucking France then, Tani. You should stop watching past people not get pick sixes because their knees are down and talking about them on the pod and go to France and like really? and go to Thailand and Tani, have how, how am I supposed of, to how, how am I supposed to how am I supposed to go to France when I'm literally the, the, on the amount of time Tani spends watching Patriots not get pick sixes is honestly excessive. It seems like every day you're watching a Patriots player not get a pick six. And it's, it's too much already. Like, do something else. Go to France. Um, all right. So, so now this is why it's important that there's four. Because keeping with our Hanukkah theme, our holiday episode, instead of the randomizer for my answers, I'm going to do the dreidel. <laughs> Are you including the goose? <laughs> why not? Well, Gimel is goose, I assume. Gimel is goose. I assume right? no, no, goose. no, 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 no. Gimel is one. The randomizer says it's best. Hay is two. None is three. Shin is four. If I need to remind you of the way dreidels work. Actually, oh, time. So you're, so you're, but time you're, you're assuming you're, start- you're, you're assuming that you're just going to spin four times and get one Gimel, one Shin, one Nun, and one Hay? No, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google randomizer. And I'm Wait, just going to... You're such a you're such a you're such a not FP here because you're a massive NFP because 
when LFFMK does randomizer, they do the randomizer beforehand and then talk about it. You're actually <laughs> live spitting dreidel. Well, I already spun, give like five. I, 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 I already, I already spun my imaginary. I already spun my imaginary randomizer, so it's already done. While you're while you're insulting me and hurting my feelings. All right. So they say number one is roasted goose for sure. I mean, um, meat definitely tops everything, um, even if it is a bit foul. Um, they say boring. that. They say number two is latkes. Hey, hey. Okay. They, they say number two is latkes, which honestly I agree with this list so far. Um, latkes are delicious. Potatoes are the next best thing to meat. I'm fully on board. They say number three. Mm, this is where I disagree with a randomizer. Bad randomizer. They say number three is gelt, but you know chocolate's chocolate. Can't go wrong with chocolate. And then they say number four soup oat. So which is just stupidly dumb. Tiny. <laughs> Tony, your, your just... beef with the randomizer has gone on for too long. It seems like you're always either having beef with the randomizer or watching Patriots not get touchdowns. <laughs> and going on to a more serious topic, this podcast is Ilwin Dushmat, Tani's team. Yay. And Tani's playoff streak. <laughs> that is tough. That is tough. <laughs> All right, good Shabbos, good Shabbos. Yeah, uh, here's, a, here's an interesting one. Mazatov to uh, Eliana and Merrick Stroer, they had a baby this week. Baby boy. Applause! Ooh, ooh! All right. Awesome. So did, so did, okay, so did various Charnoffs. Um, Ezra, you want to you wanna go on a rant? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So as everyone who is in the Slack knows, but now everyone who is in the podcast listening demo will know, I have a serious problem with Good Chavez, Good Chavez. It's a waste of time. And the reason it's a waste of time is because Good Shabbos, Good Shabbos is just gossip that everybody already knows. That's literally what it is. It's either gossip that you don't care about because it's too far removed. Like, I guess, good for Merrick Swore. I've not spoken to him. I've walked past Merrick Swore like three times in the last 10 years and not actually spoken to him, right? So I'm not sure why I care well, about Well, now you cannot speak to him Shabbos. and his child. Rems D successfully <laughs> yeah. got a pick but, six. That's a very successful pick six. Oh, former Rafe and Kenny Young. Also number 41. Um, Merrick Schroer is my down-the-street neighbor. He and I have been friends since I was six. And uh, I'm proud of him for having had sex. <laughs> Merrick Schroer and I were on the tennis team together. I'm also proud of him for having had sex. I guess but that's gossip. I guess that Merrick Schroer had sex. But like most times, it's like, oh, like Avi Denikov got engaged. It's great. We already knew Avi Denikov got engaged. We're in the demo, right? You're just saying gossip that we already know. No, but yeah, we want to express our public. Like the whole podcast about things we already know. Like we already know that a Dean's team went on a six-game winning streak. Like that's something we already yeah. know, but it doesn't mean we can't revel in our friends' happiness. Yeah, this is a public we holiday. We're celebrating happiness. And now we know that a Dean's team is doing really well in his matchup with me because the Rams got a pick six. Dude, this game is not going the way of either Ezra or Joey so far, but well, maybe by the time you're listening it, it will. All right. I thought of some jokes. Great. One of them I really thought of. Two of them were off the cuff. Um, Tani, feel free to add some sort of womp womp or like a rim shot or a crowd cheering, depending on how you feel about the jokes. It's all up to you. I'm here for it. Um, the first one, I titled this joke, All Hanisim, except it's not All Hanisim. Shout at Yaakov. Everybody with nieces made the playoffs except for Yaakov. So shout at him. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Number two doesn't necessarily work so well verbally. I've never told it verbally. I've only told it writtenly, but I think it's pretty clever. How does an atheist 
start a bracha. Baruch ata I deny Eloheinu melech haolam. That's solid. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then number That's three, tough. what is the difference between Tani's team and the Maccabees? Tani's team believes in Hashem. The Maccabees. What? It's one? The Maccabees won? <laughs> the Maccabees were Sadducees, while Tani's team is just sad to see. Dang. I've never, I've never been ripped this hard. Honestly, I've never been ripped this hard in my life. I mean, you literally, the amount that you gloated last year, you had to know this was coming when you missed the playoffs. Coming hard. Some of us are on the longest playoff streak in Kavufal history. Some of us are out of the playoffs. These are the way things go. There's, there's no reason. There's no reason. Like, or let me, let me rephrase. The reasoning you have here that because um, I will potentially not be historically great means that when I am historically great, I should not gloat and acknowledge the fact that I am historically great is patently absurd. And you know, no, that. what's patently absurd is when you say you're just a normal bad team, when you're last in the league by a lot and points scored and you're last in every metric, even Shroggy Bombser knows how woe begotten your team is. <laughs> and you just you know, say like, Oh, I didn't make the playoffs. Oh, I went six and seven when you know, it's not the case. All right. I Ezra, think you got six and seven though. <laughs> and ultimately, fantasy football is skewed that way, and we don't uh, arrange uh, standings by points for. And I got six and seven, and that means something. That it means doesn't. that I got Wait, to six and seven. Can we? Can we? Can we? Which can we Joey, by the way, is the same play? as you, except I have a chance to go seven and seven this week, while you are literally just sitting at home because you can't stand up because you're on crutches for some reason. I didn't ask about because I was going to ask about it on the pod. I got a PRP injection. I got, actually, there's a really cool picture. I'm probably going to post it on Instagram of my fucking blood plasma before they injected it back into me. It is crazy, dude. I um, I donated blood a month or two ago to find out if I had the COVID antibody. And somebody, in, they sent me a letter saying somebody in the world has my blood. So Have you ever thought about after you donate blood, like theoretically your blood can end up in somebody else's boner? That's right. Shem, it has. Um <laughs> What do you think my blood type is? And I will tell you, my blood type is Tani's motto. Be negative. Um, Ezra, you have a game for us? I'm a universal donor. Thanks for asking. I have the worst kind. I have the worst kind to like get and give. I don't even know what my blood type is. I don't have a clue. You should Nothing. donate blood um, also find out if you have the COVID antibody. I've given blood, but I've only given blood in Israel before. And um, I don't know. I guess they just didn't tell me what type of blood I had. Classic. Yeah. Um, I've given blood a bunch of times in Israel, actually, but never in America. Um, okay, so I have a game. Um, I'm going to need Tani's help on this one. But everyone always complains on Hanukkah that there are no good Hanukkah songs or that they just have to listen to the Maccabees over and over and over again. So I did some research, and there are actually a lot of Hanukkah songs. So we're going to play Name That Hanukkah Song. What's going to happen is we have audio clips, short audio clips that I cut from different songs, and there are eight of them. Do you, do you have share time, screen obviously. permissions? Um, yeah. So, so Tani has the audio clips, and he's going to play each of them, starting from one and going to eight, and then you guys are going to have to guess who sings it and what the name of the song is. Okay. 
I expect that you guys are going to get like like two at eight. <laughs> okay, wait. This is actually we have only expected to get one song, but the miracle is we will get all of them. True. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd right, be here amazing. we go. That'd be awesome. I have to. I have to I'll tell you all, one of my skills is when someone says something about Hanukkah, saying it's only supposed to be one, but it lasts for eight. It's a talent of mine. All right. You ready for number one? Number one. It's dark outside, but it's light in here. Hanukkah, Hanukkah is here. It's got to be Shlomo and Zusha. Okay, yeah. It's, it's very you clearly know it Shlomo and Zusha, but I'll just say Judah Blue to like, so we're not saying the same thing. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to guess that this is Hanukkah is here. Um, yeah, that's correct. It's, it's the title of a song, Hanukkah is here by Zusha. It was released yesterday. Um, oh, so noticed... a Hanukkah classic. It should it probably a should be classic, classic written by a guy that lives on Lamberton yesterday. I kind of feel like it should uh, have been released today, but maybe I'm missing something. Maybe he's a narrative no, well. news yesterday was our today. Well, they filmed the music video in Brooklyn, so but uh, just they're trying to get a little bit of hype, you know, day before they can't release it today, you know, then no one will know about it. Hanukkah comes; it's released yesterday, guys. But, uh, it's a. Uh, can I we, would I would recommend people go stream. Can we share Can we share Shlomo stories? Is this a safe space to share a Shlomo story? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so Shlomo and I are both alumni of the same yeshiva, Yeshiva Atnativari, in the old city of Jerusalem. And when I was there, you were there, he, you were there at the same time, right? Well, he he wasn't a student there when I was there, but he visited for oh. Pesach. And okay. um, heir of Pesach. We are in the old city. It's me, Shlomo, Joey Rubenstein, and a fourth person who you guys don't know, and I don't even remember who the fourth person was, so who cares? And Holy Bagel was just throwing out an oversized garbage bag of like 150 bagels because it's Erev Pesach. What can they do with them? So this is like midnight Erev Pesach. Shlomo Gazin and I, Joey Rubenstein, were just sitting outside Holy Bagel, taking these bagels out of a garbage bag and eating them. <laughs> That's a great story. On to clip number two. On to clip number two. What a miracle that a spark lifts these candles out of the dark. Every evening, one by one. Who the fuck is this James Taylor wannabe? Until the end of Hanukkah. All right, do you guys know? Do you have any C? Any clues? There are there are pretty famous uh, late '90s, early 2000s Canadian band. Bare Naked Ladies. Yes, Bare well, Naked Ladies. BNL went triple platinum. What have you ever done? Um, <laughs> and I don't know, just Hanukkah. It's, it's called Hanukkah Blessings, an original song by the Bare Naked Ladies. See, who who would have thought the Bare Naked Ladies not only released an original Hanukkah song, but they actually have an album of Hanukkah songs. What? <laughs> Yeah, I've learned some wild things from from doing this research. Also, there's some, the bare naked ladies, a... fully clothed men. So, yeah, <laughs> whatever you expect of them is not what you're gonna get. And the well, sort of men that you would not, the sort of men that you would not want to see bare naked. That's not true. The lead singer is not a bad looking guy. Okay, maybe one of them isn't bad looking, but um, well, it's but, been uh, ten years since I thought of them, and then we're on to clip number three. Hey, clip number three. The five pious and loyal sons of Mattathias okay. stood against bias, said you can't deny us. Is that okay. a, is I mean, that it's a very Hamilton, parody? Hamilton parody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm going to say it's not the Maccabees. What's the, the Y studs? 
No, it's not the Y studs. It's the um, it's the Cornell group. I bet a million dollars. He's betting a million dollars. Do you know what that is in guilt? I'm gonna say it's the the Princeton one. Shout at the fake. Uh, so it's it's six thirteen. Oh. Um, and you guys are correct. It's a Hamilton Hanukkah. That's the that's the name of it. Um, I have nothing but, to say um, about six thirteen. Yeah, I uh, I thought Connie would get that one. I have something to say about the 613. Hanukkah is not one of the 613. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> number All four. Right. Number, number, number four. four. I am a Laka. I'm a Laka. And I am waiting for Hanukkah to Is that Barbara Streisand? <laughs> I wish. Someone someone more famous in the Jewish world than Barbara Streisand. Someone, someone, I'll give you a huge clue. This <laughs> more is, famous in the Jewish world than Barbara Streisand. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a huge clue. This is this is someone. You're the Yantel, she's someone, the <laughs> This is someone whose song is sung in vir- who has a song that is sung in or tune, I should say, that is sung in virtually Naomi every no, virtually every Jewish congregation weekly. Uh, did she write? Um, or at least colleges. At least colleges. Did she write Arab Shoshoshanim? No. <gasps> Just to get uh, to his. I have no idea. Or, do you want to get the name of the song first? Okay, so it's 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 called Laka Song. Yeah, I was going to say Laka Song. Yeah, and it was. Oh, oops, sorry. And it's um it's Debbie Friedman um, who oh. wrote uh, Solitude. Oh. She wrote what? The yeah, yeah. Nine, nine, who have Bella tune. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's she's like one of the most famous like liturgical. Like there are so many, and like not so much in Orthodox communities, but in the former conservative communities. Yentl's the original <laughs> Mulan, except for like Mulan, which came first. But she's the original okay. Mulan. Uh, number five. On to number five. Light one candle for the Maccabee children, but thanks to their light, didn't die. I know Neil Diamond has like Hanukkah songs, and this guy kind of sounds like Neil Diamond. I'm going to say Maccabee Children. Maccabee Children by Saul Newman. (laughs) You've never heard my father sing. Um, You are you're right that it's the it's the same generation as Neil Diamond, Um, and I think the people we're seeing were were good friends with Neil Diamond. Um, This is um, CSNY Light One Light No Light One Candle. By the really, for Hanukkah, incredibly inappropriately named Jewish group Peter, Paul, and Mary. Okay. Which, oh. like, it's 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 wild that there was a, a Jewish singer called Peter, Paul, and Mary. Peter, Paul, but, and Mary um, were all Jews. But, that's true. They were all I'm Jews. I'm saying, like, Peter, but, Paul, um, and Mary were all Jews. Yes, yes. They were all Jews in the sense of the group and all Jews in the sense of biblically. Hey, do, you guys um, know, do you guys know my crazy Peter Yarrow story? No, Please tell. So, so I'm in my I'm in my audio fellowship at Stony Brook when I was uh, you know doing that, and we're all early early in the year going around like kind of pitching our ideas, kind of workshopping and deciding what we're going to do for the thing. And this old woman, Gail Sheehy, she should rest in peace. Um, fuck the Rona. Um, she was like an 80 year old, supremely successful journalist who, for no reason, just decided that at 80 she was going to become a podcaster. And she's pitching this thing about kids at a high school that had like had a school shooting recently. And she was like, had interviews with them. And she was like, oh, yes. And my friend Peter Yarrow, who was going to go teach music with them. And everyone's like, are we supposed to know who Peter Yarrow is? She was like, oh, you know, he has friends, Paul and Mary. 
We're like, get yeah. I mean, they were. Why we're all kids? Like, how are we supposed to know who Peter is? And the fact that, like, are we just not like supposed to like pretend like it's not weird that you're just like casually saying that you're like buddies with Peter of Peter Paul and Mary? I mean, well, they were they were very they were very famous. They they do you know do you know what their uh, their three most famous songs were? They they had three number one songs. You know what their three number one songs were? Three number ones. Okay, so was leaving on a jet plane? Did that go number one by them, or did that go number one by John Denver? Yes. That went number one by them, 1969. That was their last number one. And they had two number ones in 1963. Um, I think they do a lot of covers. Lemon Tree didn't go number one, did it? No. And I got holding in Peter Paul and Mary. Um, Puff the Magic Dragon. Oh, oh damn it. Damn it. I did know that one. And, and Blowing in the Wind. Right, like I was thinking, um, like, but like that's very clearly a Bob Dylan song. Yeah, and it's also it's also wild that you're just told that story about about Peter Yarrow in high school, uh, high school students, considering that um, he was convicted in 1970 of uh, sexual assault to. Can we go one girl. week on the Confuffle podcast without bringing up somebody's sexual assault? <laughs> Jeez, oh, but but he was, Peter Yarrow. convicted. Yeah, but he was just accused. He was he was. But he was pardoned by Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, because I think people didn't think about it the same way back then. Damn. But, um, That's why it's crazy yeah, that, by... that the that yeah. Berman principle made it to like the FBI's most wanted. Like, whatever. Well, when you run uh, away, it's not that it's not that. And he faked his death, that guy. Yeah, true. <laughs> Shout All right, him, moving though. on. Numbers. All right, moving on. Number six. That's enough that we're supposed to be able to ID it. <laughs> I mean, you never get it anyway. Eight Days of Love. No. By Gwen Stefani. No. Who's it's the, it's the singer? Is the singer the yelling the singer, woman or the singing man? <laughs> so the singer is the yelling woman, but she's a part of a group. She's you know she's old because the name of the band is her name and and the group, right? You know they're old when they do it that way. Um, that was. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, who were a uh, late era Motown soul group from like the, in the 90s and 2000s with their song Eight Days of Hanukkah. Sharon Jones, who is a, to the best of my understanding, non-Jewish African-American woman, but the Dap Kings were almost entirely Jewish. And so they released in their holiday album a Hanukkah song called Eight Days of Hanukkah. But it's just Dap Kings it's super fucky. Yeah. Those are all eight? No. That's six. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's yeah, two more to go. I only had enough patience for one song, but look at me listening to all eight. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we have two more to go. But in December, there's just one place for me. Amid the California flora, I'll be lighting my menorah like a baby in his cradle. I'll be playing with my... Is it like a Frank Sinatra type? Oh, that was an Elf song. Like a Bing Crosby? It's- so that's the right the right era. The person who sings this was born in Sammy 1928. Davis. Sammy Davis. No. No. Uh, Sammy Dunway. Davis Jr. So it's uh, Tom Lehrer. <laughs> and the name of the song is... I would recommend you listen to the whole song. It's really entertaining. The name of the song is Hanukkah in Santa Monica. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's absurd. If this last... It's play- a great song. 
isn't Adam Sandler, I'm going to be pretty annoyed. No, it's all songs all we right. don't well, know. This, this, this last clip is my favorite. Now, the whole point of this is I wanted to introduce you to there's tons of Hanukkah songs people don't even know about. Right, we're this trying one to change the Kofufu Spotify list. <laughs> yeah, this is my this is my favorite by far. If you only listen Ezra, to you one should make, song, you should make a playlist of these songs on Spotify. We'll put it in the show notes. He didn't qualify that, ladies okay. and gentlemen, but eighty six percent gentlemen. If you only listen to one song, not Hanukkah song, this is it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh, I mean, you can also listen to Eight Days of Hanukkah by Sharon Jones and Dap King. That one's good too. But this one is my favorite. All right, let's roll. Number eight. It's the Avera song, guys. No, it's not the Avera song, guys. It's, it's, uh, it's young, it's young, uh, young Vizhnitz. Is that what he called himself, Ezra? <laughs> no, it's, uh, I think he called himself, um, uh, oh, what was he called? Uh, young Reichnitz or something? I don't remember what it was. But it's not it, him. It's not him. Either. Oh, it's not him? I was not sure him, it was that's a good guess. No, it's not him either. Oh, I'm losing first of all, first of all, do you want to guess what song this is? The Avera song. No. <laughs> this is a rendition of Hanukkah O Hanukkah. Like Hanukkah O Hanukkah, we light the menorah. We're familiar. Yeah. Um, this song was done by a guy named Aaron Baron Cohen, who's Sasha Baron Cohen's younger brother. Fresh. Who's apparently a mu- who's apparently a musician, and he did this song with a like a jazz recording artist, Jewel Brooks, and a Hasidish from Brooklyn Yiddish hip hop rapper named Y Love. And what we listen to is part of the Yiddish rapping part. <laughs> so how did you? It's how did formative- you? How did you find these eight songs? Um, I mean, it was, I was going down some YouTube holes. But the point that I'm trying to make to people is that there's a lot of chronic music out there. Like, people think it's just, like, dreidel, 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 and then, like, Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, and then you, like, listen, watch the Mac and Beats, and then you watch the Rugrats Hanukkah special. Like, no, there's stuff out there, and there's good stuff. Like, this Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah jam by Aaron Barron Cohen, Jules Brooks, and Love would recommend checking it out. It's good well, stuff. Let me ask you a question, though. Like, how yeah. much do I need Hanukkah music and video ted it's not like we have this for pesach holiday songs suck pretty much as a rule holiday songs kick ass pretty much as a rule yeah what also, christmas is one christmas is one day and they literally have like two months of christmas songs on the radio at least we can't do it wrong song? they do it wrong though they're bad most of those songs no drummer boy slaps oh drummer boy is a great song. Uh, do you see what i see it's it's fresh as hell. Like there are some good ones. There the only ones. Christmas music I like is Christmas themed bells in a car commercial. <laughs> uh, that's not a song. <laughs> but what I want to know, guys, is there's all these Hanukkah songs. But are there any Hanukkah songs about Kumfuffle that are about to debut on the podcast? <laughs> Something tells me the answer is yes. team in the league we'll all find out in the playoffs Tani's team could not 
incomplete and Ezra survived through chaos which players are gonna take off will we bring down Jesse Schloss are you in store for points galore will your busts start to pay off can you score and exceed your floor we'll all find out in the playoffs Only a couple sharps there, Joey. Not bad. Thanks, man. I enjoyed it. Well done. Well done, Ella. As everyone knows, I'm a big fan of your musical skills. <laughs> you have to. Stop. You have to think Jesse and Adina. I mean, Jason and Adina are pissed off that I got a mention, but they didn't, and they're literally in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned you two because, like, you're on the podcast. That was, um, like, I, I thought about rhyming league with lieb because, like, that's really easy. Um, but you know, you have very limited real estate. And I wanted to get conceptual things in there as well, just name dropping, because name dropping is also, it's a, you don't want to dig to that well too much. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's a people pleaser. Yeah. As All is right. Hanukkah. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Um, but that will end the, the musical portion of the Kapufa podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this for 45 minutes already. We better get going before we hit the playoff preview. And I desperately want to know who the, the college hookup is. So let's get going. I'll see you on the other side. All right. Playoff preview, Ella first Lieb. Wait, is there no ad? That was the ad. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> it was just it was just like a Fox style ad for playoffs on Fox. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, misunderstood. Yeah. I feel I I I I uh, would have consumed that in a different uh, mindset. All right, let's talk about the playoffs. Joey, playoffs. you're already you're already down. Cam Akers is ripping you a new one. Cam Akers is ripping me a new one. It's Robert Woods like had a catch. Yeah, he's got Wait, two he catches for started. He started. He started Cam Akers. Yeah, man. Bust of the year, busting out in the playoffs. He has 12 points oh, wow. and it's the first half already. Robert Woods with 3.4. At least he doesn't have a Hey, Rams, just... Rams defense has 18. Yeah, man, this isn't going great for us. Um, but Elifer's Leib, you take Elifer's Leib, you take out the E's and the L's, and what do you get? A couple BFFs. Um, so no matter what happens, I'll be happy for leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I went the completely opposite direction. I know you that. did. I, I let you go the opposite direction. <laughs> Ezra can share what he thought it was. What was it? I thought it was FFB. Which means from from birth. <laughs> oh, I thought it meant from fuck buddies. <laughs> Today I, I learned. Today um, <laughs> here's, here's, uh, from fuck buddies. Here's a, a fun fact slash a stat about the names Elif and Lieb. Elif and Lieb make up 16% of the total letters in last names in Kvifl. However, we make up 42% of the letter E. So um, letter E very well represented in Elif and Lieb. Um, <laughs> was, was, was that a fun fact or was that just like a completely <laughs> random fact? <laughs> These are barely facts. <laughs> Our names are both uh, forty to fifty percent E. <laughs> All right, okay. So going into today's calm down, calm down. I'm calm. I'm calm as shit, man. Joey, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna win. 
not happening. I just want, I mean, so, so going into today, obviously it's different now, but KD had LSN lead 0. 0.08 points apart, which is wild. Like, you can't um, say I'm not going I, to win because Cam Akers had a good first half. Like, Robert Woods can still catch a touchdown, and, like, he's still at the I think you're not going to win because his team is better than yours. Is Honey, the you know nothing. If you know not- anything about what was a good team, you wouldn't have had an historically bad team this year. I had so many injuries. Fuck off. And you all had injuries. How many times do I have to tell you I've had more injuries? <sighs> how many times do I have to tell you a real owner can make up for it? Uh, anyway, so just another fun thing is uh, he's not even starting Juju. And like right now, Mark Andrews isn't in my starting lineup. So like, I guess that trades um, for nothing. Like he's, I'm going to start Mark Andrews. And I are think you, he's Are you going to sit uh, Clyde Edwards to there? Um, I don't know. I got a lot of guys that are about the same as same amount. Good. Yeah. Which is why you're not going to win. Listen, here's, here's the thing, Tony. The reason, the real reason he's not going to win is because according to his own ridiculous statistics, when KB originally projects, <laughs> someone to win like 50 to 58 percent of the time or something they lose like 58 percent of the time right and so according to those right go- now it's a 58 <laughs> it's so like the most ridiculous non-stat ever but more okay. ridiculous than the but ease and leave all all i have to say about that is that i did not consider that leaves kevin bars at 58 percent, and i would like to consider this plot thick yeah, I, I'm guaranteeing victory right here on the podcast. Okay. You're guaranteeing okay. victory even though you're leaving CEH and Kenny Galladay on your bench. No, that's right now. Kenny Galladay, I don't think he's going to play. Like, my, my lineup is not my lineup right now. Um, okay, you're, you're giving him a fake out. All right. So we're on card inside of the bracket, which means whoever wins has a good chance of making the finals. What do you think about Jason, of all people, <laughs> going back to Hanukkah, having the most Hellenized name in Kofufu? What does that mean? Jason's literally a Greek name. Oh, you're saying like Jason, just the name Jason. I thought you meant his fantasy team name. And I was like, what about Rapidash's Greek? <laughs> Honestly, it could be. It's probably of Latin origin. Yeah. I mean, but in all fairness, there were Kohen Guttles, multiple named Jason. Because they're Hellenized. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were very Hellenized. But the Maccabees were Did Hellenized. they have Chris Mila? Um, the coin cuddles? I don't know. I didn't look at their penises. Would you if offered? Um, I'm sorry, I mean, Joey. It, meant to... it seems that the origin of the word dash is uh, from Scandinavia, not from Greece. But what about rapidash? You're just taking arbitrary portions of the word. What is rap? Rapid, <laughs> rapid, rapid dash. Oh my God, he's freaking kidding me. Dang. You learned something new every day. Today I learned about Rapidash. Today I learned about From Fuck Buddies. I learned so much. Later I'm going to learn about someone's college hookup. Maybe, later. maybe I can take this information and make my way back to the playoffs next year. Doubt it. Uh, All right. Uh, hey. Wait, are, you, are you also, are you, wait, about, are you also, are neither of you starting the players that you traded each other? Like, yeah, are gonna, you not starting Mark I, I Andrews and he's not starting Juju? He claims he's not starting Juju. I'm going to start Mark Andrews. I'm just waiting for him to, like, actually, for them to announce he's playing. Like, they cleared him off the COVID list, but, um, like, he has diabetes and COVID. I don't know what's going on. I'm probably going to start him, though. Yeah. 95% chance. I mean, Claypool, him. apparently there's a Claypool that, there's a chance that Claypool might not start. So if Claypool doesn't start, then obviously. Which is honestly good for Lee, if there's one fewer Steeler receiver. Very true. We saw what happened last week when Juju caught seven passes for 28 yards. That's why I traded him, baby. All right, Ezra, you want to talk about your matchup? I want to start here yeah. with Ezra's um, matchup. 
Adina starting two tight ends in the playoffs. That playoffs. is crazy. Adin loves starting two tight ends. No one starts two tight ends like Adin. Adin is currently rostering three tight ends for the playoffs. And one tight end on his behind. Here's the thing about Adin, right? A couple things. First of all... uh, To say here's the thing about Adin implies that you understand anything about Adin. That's right. I mean, I understand that he hooks up with a lot of women. It's been confirmed to me by... Even though he's in a very um, steady monogamous relationship. Yeah. Shout out shout out to Gabby. Um but um uh he has four players going. Like four of his most important players are going in the Tampa Bay Minnesota matchup. So basically if he has Tom Brady, Godwin, Gronk, and Dalvin. And like Dalvin's obviously his most important player, and then Tom Brady's his QB, Godwin is probably his best receiver, and then Gronk. Um which basically means is which one basically of his two that, tight like, ends that he's starting. Yeah. <laughs> two of his three yeah. tight ends overall. <laughs> which the over-under in this that... game is not particularly high at 52. Tani, you went five weeks yeah. without scoring 100 points. Shut up. I'm just saying that that doesn't bode <laughs> well for Adin. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? If if it ends up being a shootout, then Adin probably beats me. Um, if it ends up being a really n- not high, like low-scoring like defense matchup, then I probably win. That's basically it. Like basically our whole matchup to a certain extent is how high scoring is the Tampa Bay Minnesota matchup. Cause before the, before the game started, right. Like before he started getting like 7 million points from Rams defense and like making everything kind of like be a little bit more uneasy for me. Um, before that he was projected to get 120 odd points or whatever. And a solid 60 of those were coming from uh, Tom Brady, Godwin, Dalvin Cook, and Gronk. All right, so that's half his game. That's a real uh, Cardinals-Cowboys move. But he's not even starting Gronk, though, right now. Yeah, he t- I just noticed he took Gronk out for Gesicki. He's listening. <gasps> he's listening, guys. He's starting Gesicki. Um, I wouldn't mind if it was the Ronald Jones game instead of all those guys. So I'm rooting for you, Ezra. Yeah, again. but uh, Ezra, think about this. Like... You didn't even account for either of his tight ends. And clearly by starting two, he implies that that's the uh, strength point in this team. So, <laughs> Which is fine. The Ravens went 14-2 and two last year through a three tight end set. So I'm perfectly on board with um, two tight ends in your starting lineup here. Yeah. I'm, I think yeah. I, I still think Adin will win. Uh, I'm going to go on record. I mean, Adin, Adin, Adin has won seven matchups this year being the underdog in KB, right? And he's lost zero. I mean, he's won, he's lost zero being the favorite because I think he's like probably never been the favorite in KB. Well, he's the favorite of the league. one time. Yeah, he's the darling, the darling of the league, as they say. Um, which, I mean, like this really is the darling of the league ball between, uh, between myself and Adin. No, I think Adin has overtaken me as right, the guys. darling of the league. All right, you didn't ask, but, but I delivered. Okay. What are teams' records when starting a tight end in the flex and Kumfuffle history? <laughs> um, I mean, can I, can we first guess how many times it's happened? Four. You can do whatever you want. It's a free I, country. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess it happened. How many matchups have? How many matches have there been in Kumfuffle history? Nine hundred, ish. I'm gonna guess it. I'm gonna guess it happened twelve times. I guess four. Tight end in the flex. It's happened thirty times. 
Really? Yes, sir. I'm going to guess 10 and 20. Um, did it, did it happen because someone had like Kittle and Kelsey or something? I'm going to guess, uh, six and 24. Um, the answer is 12 and 18. I win this one. Oh, wow. And I know how That's much you guys possible. love just straight reading lists. So I'm just going to read you a list of every tight end starting the flex and football history. This is not going to be okay. good. I don't want this. I know it's not going to okay. be good. I know you don't just want help, it. That's why I'm doing you, it. Just, just Kelsey the most was. All right. Mm. The answers are no, because this is in the flex. Kelsey would have been in the tight end spot. Okay. Charles Clay, Dallas Goddard, Delaney Walker, Dwayne Allen, Evan Ingram, Greg Olson, Jason Witten, Jimmy Graham, Jordan Reed, Kyle Rudolph, Martellus Bennett, Rob Gronkowski, Tyler Eifert, Vernon Davis, and Zach Ertz. 12 and 18 overall. That was overall. bad time. That was bad time. Um, that was like honestly a dismal time. But okay. Um, the 12 and 18 thing I, was good I, time, I honest, though. I'm honestly happy that, um, that Adin has overtaken me as the darling of the league. As something that's been proven over the last three seasons is good guys never win. The bad guys always win. Um, Tani and LF have won, who are like definitely villains. So obviously LF is not even close to Tani in villain level. Um, I'm but, not a villain. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Name one um, villain as singer-songwriter in history. Um, Peter Yarrow. <laughs> who, uh, sexually molested a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> I was pardoned by Jimmy Carter. Um, Just but, for the uh, record, I want to say anyway, out loud for those of you who are not watching this audiovisual podcast, I will not be touching that with a 10-foot pole. I will. Shout um, out to child molesters. Easy dub. But That's why you're a villain, Tani. You laughed first. I, no, I, I said shout me, out Peter Yer at the beginning of the episode. The point Tani, of the story is, will you disavow white supremacists on this stage or not? It's not so hard. Just say, I disavow white supremacists. Just say it. I, I thank you. America, stand by. Tani, just say you disavow <laughs> white supremacists. <laughs> I disavow white supremacists, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do this publicly. Ezra, one other thing to back your theory okay. up is that last time someone was overtaken just before or during the playoffs in a role in the league was when Daniel overtook me as the villain of the league. And I then returned to beat him in the playoffs. And you now have been overtaken by a Dean, apparently, as the darling of the league. And you have an opportunity to beat him in the playoffs. The drama thickens. Guys, the, the one thick, thing that's Thick matchups this week. The one, thick thick. the tomatoes the one thing that, I've had today. <laughs> Shout out to soup. The one, thing that scare, the one thing that scares me the most, like more than the fact that a Dean's defense is currently crushing and making up like almost all of the KB difference between us. White supremacists? Um, the one thing that scares me, the, other than white supremacists who do scare me, spiders um, is that a Dean? <laughs> no, I don't mind spiders. Spiders or, spiders or whatever. Um, is that a Dean just picked up Tim Patrick again? Uh, I think for like the fourth time this season. <laughs> and we all know how much I love on-brand things. A Dean picking up Tim Patrick again and starting him for the playoffs is nothing if not on-brand, and that scares me because it can would we, be wild if a can we please a Dean move on came back. Can we please move on from on brand to Lishi Tasso? Fine, I'm okay with that. But like a Dean beating me in a in a matchup that he was like supposed to lose by over 10 in KB because Tim Patrick puts up like 25 on Carolina is very Lishi Tasso. Very, very Lishi Tasso. Fun and story about on brand versus Lishi Tasso. Uh, one time in Yeshiva, I was talking to um, Aaron Ornstein, and we used to say on brand. We used to say, like, oh, Joey Robinson, he's being on brand right now. But then, like, later in the year, we were saying Lishitasso. And he's like, you know how you know we flipped out? 
because we're calling on Brand Lushitasa. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's a good bet. Um, I wanted to do a quick power ranking of the six playoff teams. Um, I think there's like a pretty clear uh, hierarchy. Um, I don't think anything's clear this year. Teams. God, I disagree. I, I, think pretty, I, think it's, I think it's pretty clear. Um, so number one is Jesse. And that's um, it. That, I think I everyone think else is the same. Jesse's team has been awesome, despite the fact that I disagree with him giving up Metcalf. His team's been really good. Um, also, I don't think Julio's... Oh, I guess... I don't Julio know if Julio's going to play next he's, week. Uh, I guess this week he's doesn't consistently matter. Been the best. He's consistently been the best. Um, and he has a bye. Um, which the bye is huge. The bye is humongous yeah. for Jason. Yeah, that's why Jason's number two in the power rankings. Just because he doesn't have to play this. I don't think Jason's oh, team so you're is saying bad. victory odds, not as good as their team, how good their team is. Yeah, I don't think Jason's team is that good, but he has he has, the fact that he only has to win two matchups instead of winning three automatically makes him number two. Okay, so the there I agree ranking. with you. Fine. Yeah. Number three, I think, is me. Um what? I mean I'm probably gonna lose to a Dean. I'm probably gonna lose to a Dean this week because but I you put up uh, 180 I last that. week. So we know you have it in. But you. I put up I put up a, I put up 180, finally came together. Um and I actually think I have a really good team, other than the fact that apparently half my team got injured in practice this week. Um, and, um, number, number four, uh, I think is a Dean just cause he's the darling of the lead and wins underdog matchups. I think a Dean's um, honestly six. Number, no, no, a Dean, a Dean's the darling of the lead. He's number four. Five. Uh, I would put number three if I wasn't playing him this week. Um, number five is, is Mark. Um, and the reason he's number five is because he currently has gotten over 12 points from Ken makers, which I didn't believe was possible, but clearly it's his year. And uh, number six is Alex because you've already won two championships in the last three years. So go away. We don't want you to win this. In the last four years. Whatever. We don't want you to win. You've won two championships. In, in, uh, of the championships I can count back on my hand, you've won two of them. So we don't want you to win. LCQ, what medicine am I taking live on the podcast? Like it in. Uh, somewhere in between. Um, the answer, I guess not in between. It's uh, way more chill than both of those things. I'm taking Tylenol PM. <laughs> Continue. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think that this year it's it's Jesse's to lose. Like, I would, I would honestly be, I wouldn't be shocked. Every year, it's Jesse's to happens. lose. Oh I would God. be surprised if Jesse lost. I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Get out of I, here. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I I think Jason is also in a tier above the people playing this week, but I he's really in don't. a separate tier. I from, think Tony Tony watched two quarters of football this whole season. I don't think uh, I don't think you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, I host a podcast LCQ. about fantasy football. Sure, that's all LC, I watch. LC, LCQ. Do you know whose team is projected to have the most points this week? Gavi. Yeah, Gavi's team. <laughs> uh, shows how much KD knows. Wait, this is crazy, guys. They're walking off the field for halftime, and in the hallway to the Rams locker room, there are just people holding out bananas, like big bunches of bananas next to the Rams players <laughs> in case anybody wants a mid-game snack. That makes sense. Yeah, you got your energy yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I'm just saying I think it's funny. When I played Rita Boyne Girls had... Soccer, when you go, you go off. Soccer, they have the nothing. juice. Uh, when I played Rita Boys and Girls Club Soccer, we used to have oranges every halftime. We would sit around and we'd eat oranges. That was the thing. And then All we won three straight championships. Honestly, um, can we uh, can we skip to item nine? No, uh, can, no, no. I want to go to bed. I just to... took sleep medicine. 
Alice, Alice, do you want to explain to the viewers, um, uh, listeners, viewers, audiovisual podcast, what uh, member of the agenda, number of the agenda, I uh, probably wanted to skip? Um, yeah, item eight is Tani sucks. Item 8A is a guest appearance from Purim. <laughs> Ezra, do you know, like, I feel like it's pretty obvious, but do you know why it's a guest appearance from Purim for this one? It's for uh, the Hafofu, guys. It's yeah. for the Hafofu. Right. <laughs> um, Ezra, you should have gotten that one. Speaking of which, right. Ezra, I heard a rumor that you're going to be having dessert with my lady friend tomorrow night, and I specifically said she should ask you about the Purim story. Um, okay, I will tell her. I did not, no one told me that, but I'm going to tell her right now. I just follow the pod. I follow the pod wherever they go. I follow you, them. You could, you could tell her right now and tell all our listeners, all one dozen of them. I'm looking, honestly, I'm, I, I didn't know that I was going to be having dessert with her, but now that I know, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun time. Are you not telling time. the Tani Purim story? You know the Tani Purim story. No, I don't. Yeah, I've told the, I've told the Tani Purim story on the pod before. Pay attention, bro. Yeah, I pulled well, it again. I already took no, no, yeah, I already give it TLDR. TLDR is no, Tani is not from and did some from things. Next, item oh, 8. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> now I remember. Okay. I thought it was yeah. Tani is from but did not from things. Um, you never anyway. know. Anyway, the no, difference is very hard to tell because, like, I'm both, I, I explained this to my lady friend that I, for people who are not as from as me, I look like a rabbi, but for people who are as firm as me or firmer, I look like a schutz, which is how I'm confusing. How would you how would you classify her? Firmer than me? Don't put her in a box. I did she's firmer than you? Okay. So she thinks you're a schutz? No. But like that's part of the appeal. I think she gets me. Anyway, so <laughs> the, the summary of the guest appearance from uh, Purim is the teams that were good the first half of the year ended up doing poorly. The teams that were poor at the beginning of the year, like Halfway through the season, Dean was the 10th seed, and now um, he almost got a bye. The crazy thing to me is that when Ezra and I were 5-2, and two, everybody, because of Ezra's injury situation, was so certain that he was just donezo, myself included, and then I got hit with the injury bug, and Ezra made the playoffs. You got hit with the fetching bug. That's what you got hit with. Y'all you got know, hit you with the, the fetching you know bug. The, you know the difference between, between uh, me and you, why I made the playoffs and you didn't? Um, even though we both got hit with, even though we both got hit with the injury bug, it's because I spent my fab on good players like Justin Jefferson, and you spent your fab on Alexander Madison. No, Tani has not made one move he regrets other than drafting Le'Veon Bell. Point, point, Joey. Honestly, <laughs> all right. Um, I put in a bid for Justin Jefferson. I just didn't think he was going to go for what did he put thirty-five on him. Can we have some shout-outs to Hanukkah for being a goyish holiday? Speaking of Shkutsum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very much a Goyish holiday. But here's the yeah, thing. Goyish it's a Goyish holiday. holiday. It's a Goyish holiday, but that's also the reason that it's the most fun holiday. Like, Yom Tov really oh, yeah. drags everything else down. There's a reason <laughs> that all of our davening is in, like, a minor key. Okay? It's because Yom Tov and Shabbos are there to bring us down. Like, Pesach is definitely supposed to be joyful. And, like, Pesach's fun. Pesach, it's a, solid, it's a solid week. But Pesach is one of my least favorites. Out of what? Like, Jewish holidays. Out of Yom Tov's? Yeah. That's a take. You I prefer know. Rosh Hashanah? Um, yeah, probably. That's a take. Wowzers. Okay. Um, I like Rosh Hashanah. I think Rosh Hashanah is fun. More than Pesach? Pesach sucks. No. no not worth eating cardboard all week. You could be eating meat. You could be hamburgers. I like, I like Pesach. But Pesach is, Pesach is a lot more stressful than Rosh Hashanah. Because like, if you, if you ask, it's the Ezra, Ezra, Day of Judgment. 
Okay. Yeah. They have judgment. Yom Adin. Yom Adin. It's not Yom Adin, Tani. We've had literally six episodes of this podcast about the high holidays, Ezra. You know how many episodes of this podcast we've had about Pesach? None. You know why? Because Rosh Hashanah is more significant than Pesach. But according to Wikipedia, Hanukkah in the 21st century has taken equal place to Passover as a symbol of Jewish identity, which is, <laughs> Wikipedia doesn't even cite that source. Wikipedia just drops that bomb, which is outrageous. It's an outrageous claim by Wikipedia. Who do you what think made I, that outrageous I? claim on Wikipedia? A seventh grader, a fourth Kravitz? grader, or, or, yeah, or Kravitz? <laughs> Maybe a seventh grade I, I, Kravitz, I was, back hey. when he was making enemies of Ezra. Oh, that's true. We, had, we did fight a lot. Um, I had, um, I had a... Uh, uh, like a really fun, like learning about the world experience when I was in a freshman in college, there was this kid, actually Jayro's roommate, um, shout at Jacob Gonzalez. Um, he, shout at, he, um, he, uh, Gonzo, otherwise known. Um, he was like the ultimate, like, 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 like nationalistically Jewish, but not religiously Jewish. And I just remember the, when I um, like met him, like one of the first times I met him, he was talking about how on Pesach the previous year he had gone to McDonald's and got a cheeseburger, but asked them to not give it to him on a bread bun, and then he took two pieces of matzah and ate the cheeseburger between him and McDonald's between two pieces of matzah, and he was like so proud of himself that he'd done such a Jewish thing, and I was just like, what is this? <laughs> what is his Judaism? <laughs> You're, you know, as, as funny as that was, my takeaway is this following question. How many Jewish gonzos do you think there are? A lot. I think it's just, it's just him. No, 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 no. He's a unique person. That thing that he did may not be so unique. Like, I know for a fact that, like, like from being in Cornell, and you probably know it from Maryland as well, there's a whole crew of a lot of people who don't eat kosher, but eat kosher lokesa. Like, that I get. I understand that. Yeah, because there's like but a dozen of the like, 613 on like Hanukkah. But he takes like he takes everything like that and just like ratchets it up to like a fifteen. Like everything like that, it's just ratcheted up to like I remember when he um when he and Jero first moved in, they didn't have a mezuzah um, because Gonzo wasn't from and Jero was um, trying to not be from. And um, not hard. They got the Chabad, they got the Chabad rabbi to come and put mezuzah up, um, and the Chabad rabbi comes and puts up the mezuzah on their door. And he says that they live down the hall from me, so I remember this. He says that he's like, "All right, now you guys are only allowed to hook up with Jewish girls." And Gonzo, like, <laughs> completely seriously, looks at completely seriously. Gonzo looks at the Chabad and says, "I thought shiksas are for practice." Like totally seriously, like that. Like someone had told him that, and he thought that like that was the halacha. Like, oh, I thought shiksas are for practice. Like that's what he thought was the halacha. Halacha. Well. According to Beis Shammai, well, he, thought that was, he thought that was the rule. He thought it was better yeah. Jewishly. If you Look, I'm not yeah. deeply really familiar with it. Gonzo, but that really feels like Gonzo lets you tussle. Yeah, like like he wasn't he wasn't making a joke. He didn't think he was being funny. He thought he was being serious. <laughs> Good for him, dude. Gonzo Latova. Um, so here's the question. Goodbye. Um, here's the question regarding like Tani hating Pesach of. Goyish holidays that you celebrate, which is just namely Hanukkah and Thanksgiving. What Jewish holidays do you put above them? No, Thanksgiving is the best Jewish holiday. It's a Goyish holiday. It's a Jewish holiday. It's, it's literally holiday. Quaker pilgrims. There's literally a point in the Suda, in the Thanksgiving Suda, 
where everyone gets up and ritually goes to David Mincha and then comes back, right? It's an important part of the ritual. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have it any other way. Like, like you wouldn't do a Thanksgiving meal without the ritual of getting up to go to the men to go David Mincha. And like, you have to drag the 13 year old boy away from the TV because he's watching the football. It's like a, these are Jewish rituals. I'm telling you, Thanksgiving is a Jewish holiday. Ezra, no, ordinarily, I'd, ordinarily, I'd agree with you. But there's the pilgrim thing. And if instead of turkey, we ate roasted goose, then maybe you'd have a point. But there's no basura on turkey. It's not even a kosher bird. So you've been, you've been reading too much Ari Zipotowski. I think, I think that Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. So you hate Jewish holidays, is what you're saying. I don't You no. think Goyim doing better. Thanksgiving is the best Jewish holiday. Thanksgiving is the best Jewish holiday. Thanksgiving is not Yuntiv. I think we should have more non-Yuntiv holidays. And... Um, Which is why you say Chag Sameach and Tubishvat. Yeah. Sure. My favorite of the my favorite of the biblical Jewish holidays is Shavuos. Mine is Sukkot. I'll say Pesach just to complete the cycle. But you also believe it's right. Pesach for you. Anyway, no. let's Ezra. Do we need your yeah. sacco takes? Because yes. everybody knows them. Tony, get out of here. Okay. Okay. Let me, okay. Let me tell you why. We want to find out the swing. Let me tell, Okay, so let me explain to why everyone why I hate the sacco. Okay, and there's a story behind it. Ezra, right. we so, are not them. Okay, there are no favorites in Kumfufal. This is irrelevant. You were in a shit league with shit people, and that is not what Kumfufal is. That league wasn't even a 17th percent no, league. Tani, this is a 94th percent no, we're, league. No, we were a 94th. Then we found out Shore League folded, so now we're 95th. And Ezra's going to tell a story, and we're going to bump up to 96th. So Ezra, tell your story. The floor is yours. No, 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 no. Ezra's old Gush League was never even close to in consideration for not even our tier, not even three tiers below, not even seven tiers below. What do they do for Sackers, Yeah, that Ezra? league was terrible. behave yourself. You're not terrible. going to find out about Zwillenberg. They force people to the, take I'll, the SATs. Shush. Yeah, so that, I'll give you a really short version. Basically, I was in the Gush League. They forced me to be in it because they needed a 10th person. I didn't want to do it. I ended I'm up Indian doing man. it. It was pretty, like, it was pretty low stakes. Um, no one really cared. And then they kept, then, like, as we got older, they kept raising the buy-in, and I hated it because I didn't really care about the league, so I didn't pay attention that much. Uh, and then they instituted SACO. And the SACO the first year was um, take the SATs. Um, and this guy finished last. Um, and he was like way last, like he was like one in 12 or something like really bad. Um, and everyone was like, okay, you need to take the SATs, but, um, he's a lawyer. And also he was like really good friends with all the people in the league. And I was not really good friends with all the people in the league. He was really good friends with them. And he was like, no, we didn't specify whether or not it was the, um, person who finishes last in the regular season or the person who finishes last in the playoffs. Cause he didn't finish last in the playoffs. He won one of his games in the playoffs. And he's like, so I'm not going to do it because we didn't specify. And everyone was like, no, we clearly specified that it was, it was, it was finished last in the regular season. Um, and he's like, no, we didn't specify. So then no one forced him to take it because they were all friends with him. And they didn't want to piss him off. Then the next year, I wasn't paying attention. I finished last. Never. And everyone's like, everyone's like, okay, Ezra, you need to take the SATs. And I was like, fine, I'll take it when the guy who finished last last year does it. Right? Because he still has to do it. And then everyone else was like, no, he doesn't have to do it. You have to do it. And then I was like, no, I said, I'll take it when he takes it. But the funniest thing was that he was the one who was forcing me the most to take it. Like the guy who had not taken it the previous year, he was the one who was like most aggressively trying to force me to take it. And I was like, no, F you. Like, I'll take it with you. If you want, we can do it in New York together. I'm happy to do it with you, but I'm not doing it on my own. This is just you guys not being friends with me. But what's that to do with like, peer pressure? Now I with Tani. You see? What? Yeah. Now I agree with Tani. Like we have good sackos. Don't... You don't want to see Goffy wear baggy clothes? He never could do it. 
<laughs> you don't want to sell your bachiris? You don't want Lee to have only a beard? Like, no, I agree that, like, we're actually friends and we get along and we have fun in a way that I was not friends with and did not get along and did not have fun with the people that I was in the Gush League with. Um, but the fact is that, like, just, like, the Sacco, like, I don't know, it introduces an element of, like, un- unfun peer pressure a lot of times. And, like, people can get really, it, can, it, can, it creates stress where there doesn't have to be stress. Like, we don't need a Sacco. Like, the league is great without a Sacco. Like, and we don't need to create this additional stress of, like, Sacco punishing people, um, which could make the league less fun than it already is. Like, it's the same sort of reason we don't have the buy-in. Like, but I think it's the same as the, the reason to encourage... To side, I think Sacco is basically just a side, a side bet with the league. That is a very good point. Yeah, but it's not really a side bet. It, it's not really a side bet with the league. It's not everyone wants to do it. The whole point of a side bet is that people agree, like, hey, we're going to do this side bet. Right, like, so if, we need to convince people, everyone, not everyone's on... So then, yeah, so then if you want to say that we're not going to do SACO unless there's unanimous approval for SACO, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. And like, maybe you can convince me that the Gush League was a, was a unique disaster, right? And this league is so much better and you could convince me to vote for SACO. But I don't think we should ever introduce SACO unless there's unanimous approval of SACO, just because I remember what it was like to tr- for people trying to force me, I felt unfairly to do a SACO punishment. When I and I didn't think it contributed to it. Like that league, it had a hundred dollar buy-in when I wasn't when I was still a student. Like I wasn't I didn't even have a job, and it had this sacco punishment that was like kind of absurd. Um, and um, and like it just wasn't fun for anybody. And like it added all this stress of like I didn't want to pay a hundred dollars. I don't have to do the sacco punishment. And like I felt like I was being unfairly singled out. Now I know I'm not going to feel unfairly singled out in our league. It's not the same thing as the Gush League. But I still am just concerned that like we're just going to add this extra level of stress. Like, let's say let's say two people don't want. Is there another pick six for the Rams? Oh, no. very good catch by Nikhil Harry. All right, but let's say, let's say two people. Let's say it's eight to two, and two people don't want to do the sacco, and then one of those two people gets the sacco, right? Like that just creates a lot of unpleasantness in the league. Well, Ezra, I, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't like. I, I think as Jason uh, incorporates our league rules and, and uh, puts them in a document that is accessible to the league, I don't see why there shouldn't be a way for us to be able to do SACO and, and put parameters on it such that it's not going to cost people an inordinate amount of money. It's not going to cause physical pain. It's not going to cause permanent damage or stuff like that. And then within those parameters, then we can have that uh, that playoff committee, which I think is an objectively great thing. Right. I mean, chances are the SACO is going to be won by an Adler and the Adler will have a brother on the playoff committee. So like that works out perfectly. Also, um, like I genuinely mm-hmm. like every single person in Kung Fu Fu would not want to cause them pain. Mm. Yeah, I mean, strong look, words if, from a if, villain. If, if there, if if there are nine people, if there are nine people Joey. in, if there are nine people in the league who want a sacco, right? Then I'm happy to say, okay, let's go for a sacco. Right? That's a yes for But Nezra. if there are like a couple, but if yeah. there are a couple people in the league, if there are a couple people in the league who don't want a sacco, then I definitely think we shouldn't be forcing a sacco on people who don't want a sacco. What do you think Basala would pay for your Bahiris? Like instead of costing money, your your sacco would make you money. Or at least something like maybe a nice risotto. <laughs> would Basal pay twenty bucks for your Wait, I, I, had, I had I had risotto for dinner tonight. I made risotto for dinner tonight. That was risotto that was, and Sifganio. That was that was a uh, reference to a food that I know you enjoy and eat. Yeah, I literally I I had an amazing risotto. It was really nice. Parmesan. You, stand there, you just stand there, really stir it, and stir in the mix of the pot. 
Yep, just turn mixing it up, mixing it up. Was James that, Harden was, was that fucking why up. you delayed the podcast record? Strong well, I had cue. a bit of a food coma because I I had a bit of I had a bit of a food coma. Say unbelievable, and I had a sukaniya. He was making poopy. All right, um, guys. How, what I would Batalo pay for your bechiras? Batalo wouldn't pay for my bechiras. He doesn't need my bechiras. What would Leia pay for your bechiras then? A lot, a lot. <laughs> she pay a lot. <laughs> what? Like four figures, five figures? Um, are are you asking as in are you asking as in if my bechiras was an actual monetary amount that was accorded to me because we did uh, intest intestinary succession or intestate succession? Or are you like asking me to make up a random number off the top of my head? Like, I'm not saying what would you pay for a double portion of your parents' inheritance. No, I'm saying like the concept of your Bahiris to be the firstborn in the family. What would Leia pay? Oh, uh, I feel like she'd pay a lot more than uh, Basala. Five figures. Yeah, Basala doesn't care. Basala likes being the youngest. Leia probably pays five figures. Wow, yeah. classic middle child syndrome. All right, and then we'll wrap yeah, with this. Yeah. What's your Sacco pick for the year and why is it Tani? Uh, it's Tani because he has the worst team and he's been a horrible fantasy manager. Um, I'm going to say Tani because he's a horrible fantasy manager and has an awful team. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I, say, I say Daniel because he already finished last in the league. But honestly, <laughs> if, I were, if I were picking a person to finish in 10th place in the consolation bracket, it would be hard to pick against me. Dang. <laughs> even after your last week? Even after all your Gaskin-Taylor nonsense? It's just been a tough year. It's been a really tough year. <laughs> and I think I've put up a good front to give you guys a, a punching bag. But it's tough. It's tough. And not everyone can be angry and mad all the time while having a bad team like Daniel. I don't have that spine. I'm, I'm a little fragile, okay? You know, like, it's, it's, it's not fun. It's not fun being bad at stuff. Daniel does put up the tough front. <laughs> he really does. I don't know how he does it. I just want to be bummed about my shitty fantasy I saw, I, speaking of like people that, people speaking of people that don't accept that they're going to lose, um, I saw the most unbelievable tweet from the current president, Donald Trump. Uh, let me find it. I mean, like which one? They're literally all the same at this point. Um, no, no, there's one. Guys, I feel my Tylenol PM kicking in, so we need to finish up quick. This is it. This is it. Chill out, man. We'll do the tweet. We'll do the tweet. We'll do the gossip, and then we'll finish it up. But uh, you still got to put in the audio. I'm not doing this tonight. I'm doing it in the morning. Okay, here we go, buddies. Okay. Here we go. This is a day ago. Uh, yeah. Quotation mark. 10% of voters would have changed their vote if they knew about Hunter Biden. End quote. Miranda Devine, New York Post, Tucker Carlson. And then he says, but I won anyway. <laughs> it's a crazy, one. Like, crazy I, I lost the election and it was unfair but still I won the election <laughs> who can see us the season first right. Donald Trump or uh, Tony Levitt <laughs> uh, Tony Levitt um, speaking of, speaking of uh, complaining about things not going your way I have a complaint about dating in that left side we're ready for um, it every bit of it sucks yeah um, no, not every bit of it sucks. But recently, like in the past couple of weeks, I've gotten a lot of setup ideas. And all the people that like people try to set me up with are people who are like really nice. Like, you know, like so sweet and like really nice and like can't be cynical. And it's just so like, do people think that I'm nice? I'm very confused. Like I literally texted my sister and I was like, do people think that I'm nice? 
Like, I don't understand. Like, set me up with someone cynical, please. People think kids <laughs> from Cat Mill are nice. To, to quote The Offspring, your one vice is you're too nice. I want you bad. And um, Ezra Newman, he wants a bad girl. Ezra Newman clearly wants a girl to eat his ass. <laughs> so we got a pegger and an ass eater. Tony, I just need an FFB. I just need an FFB. Honestly, I've been wishing that for you for years. So that's your, your big complaint. It's, it's not about, it's just that you're not being set up with edgy enough girls. There's nothing uh, broader. No, I mean, like, dating during coronavirus sucks. Like, everybody knew that. Like, that was, that's not a finish. It um, is no good. But, um, but it's like, but it's like, I don't know. Ellis seems to find all these people who are like perfect for him who reject them after one date. But like, <laughs> at least he finds people who are good for him. Like, I don't even find people who are good for me. I that find was like, tough. Like, Look at Joey's face. <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, he just punched you in the fucking <laughs> kidney, dude. I'm smiling. Because <laughs> what else are you gonna do? What the I hell? can say, or like, give the finger twenty <laughs> seconds later, like when we insult you on this pod. That's right. You got visualized, bitch. <laughs> 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 this has been a good podcast, fellas. I'm glad I'm glad we were able to do this. All right. So um yeah. anyone who knows edgy girls, send them Ezra's way. Anyone that knows Just nice to be clear, girls, not girls who edge, edgy girls, potentially edgy girls <laughs> who might eat his ass. Yeah. We don't know. Um, I mean, like, there's no downside in sending sending that Ezra's way either. So he can make a decision. It's like it's like what your parents said to you when you were young with the vegetables. You gotta try it before you can say no. Fine. All right, we got anything else? <laughs> I, I would, I'm going to say beyond that. I mean, I would, uh, I would just say um, that uh, I hope that everyone who is listening, who's made it this far, has a happy Hanukkah, um, with the exception of David Kravitz, who's fascist. And I hope he stops being a fascist. Um, wait. Sucks for Joey. Cam Akers just got another 20 yards. I see. I'm watching television. <laughs> We'll see you guys next week. Happy playoffs, everybody. Hanukkah Samaya. Playoffs. Hanukkah Samaya. Playoffs. 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 What the fuck are you trying to do here? Yeah, what is this rank amateurism? So let me explain. So it's not ranking amateurism. It's the system that I've figured out that I need to do for work. I have terrible Wi-Fi in my apartment. Very bad Wi-Fi. Um, it sort of a little bit comes with the territory of being in New York. Um, and so sometimes my Wi-Fi goes out, which is very bad when you're on Zoom. But I have better service than I have Wi-Fi. So what I do is I call in with my phone, eh, eh, and then I merge my video and my audio so that even if my Wi-Fi conks out and I lose video, they'll still be able to hear me which for the podcast is something Man, this is good. fucked up. There's a crazy delay. I see your mouth moving and then hear it two seconds later. Like, I'm fine. This is smart. This is good for the podcast. This is good for Fidelity. But man, you sounds like you need to get a better place to live with better connection to the lived world, which is the internet. I had a great connection when I lived in Maryland. <laughs>